Chris Jackson is your newest wide receiver coach at the University of Texas. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. As mentioned earlier, Chris Jackson, former Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver coach, is now the wide receiver coach at the University of Texas and the passing game coordinator. Also on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we're going to be talking about the Texas men's basketball team, giving you an update on where they stand now after a 14-point win over the Oklahoma State Cowboys in the Moody Center last night. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Chris Jackson has been hired as the wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator, replacing Brennan Marion in both positions, who spent one year at the University of Texas, is now headed to UNLV to be the offensive coordinator and play caller for the UNLV Rebels. We know that Sark wanted to hire somebody to replace Brennan Marion that was an older presence, that was a tactician and a teacher at the position, and somebody that could come in and handle all of the egos and personalities that we have in the wide receiver room. And when you look at some things that Sark wanted to improve on this year, one, I think clearly from a wide receiver production standpoint, when your wide receiver three has eight catches in 13 games, that's something that you need to improve on for this offense to operate at its full capacity. I think, two, we heard rumors that at times Brennan Marion may have been more of a peer than a coach, we may the players may have saw him as more of a peer than a coach at times. I think that can work out well for you in, in some instances. And in other instances, I think that cannot work out well for you, especially when you're not winning on the level that Texas should be winning. I think we heard a lot of rumors about, you know, a lot of egos and toxicity in that room that, you know, maybe Brennan Marion has to take some credit for. And then I think Sark and Brennan Marion have to take credit for um, maybe some coddling of Xavier Worthy last year. There were some rumors of that, and that may have turned off some of the other receivers in the room. So Sark wanted to bring in a no-nonsense, older presence that could come in and control the personalities and egos in that room, be a tactician, and most importantly, get the most out of all of these talented players in this room. This room will be more talented in 2023 than it was in 2022. And I love targeting Chris Jackson for this hire. Now, he doesn't have any college wide receiver coaching experience, but he has a track record, a small track record, but a track record nonetheless of development in the NFL in his two stops. So he started off as the, we started off on the defensive side of the ball with the Chicago bears. They moved him to offense to the assistant wide receiver coach. So I guess in his two years as the assistant wide receiver coach, we have to give him assistant level uh, credit for what he was able to do there. But when you look at, in his time in Chicago as the assistant wide receiver coach, Allen Robinson had pretty much the second best season of his career. He had his only 100 yard, 100 catch season, excuse me, in his career under Chris Jackson for the Chicago Bears. And he had a second highest yardage total. So you have to give Chris Jackson some credit for that. Darnell Mooney, who was a fifth round pick out of Tulane in the 2020 draft, stepped in right away into the NFL 
and really was their wide receiver too. had 631 yards his rookie year. You're not typically expecting that from a fifth round rookie. I think Chris Jackson, as the assistant wide receiver coach, deserves some credit for that. Right. And in his second year, he broke out even more and had a thousand yards. I don't think you're expecting that from a fifth round pick in his second year. So kudos to CJ, Chris Jackson, on his time with the Chicago Bears. Then he joins Doug Peterson's staff as the full-time wide receiver coach or the main wide receiver coach in the first year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's part of a staff that takes the Jacksonville Jaguars from the worst record in the league last year. They had the number one overall pick to the divisional round of the playoffs this year. They were one of the last eight teams standing. And one of the biggest reasons for that was the development of the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receivers this year that we saw, right? Trevor Lawrence's main passing targets had their best seasons of their careers this year with Chris Jackson being the full-time wide receiver coach. And I think it's one thing for a player to have his best season under you, right? For a player to get the most production under you. And you can make the argument that based on the situations they were in previously and the situation they were in this year, that they were probably going to have their best years anyway. But I think the biggest thing that Chris Jackson did this year for me was he changed the narrative around some of these players, specifically Christian Kirk. And when you ask about Brendan Marion and when you talk about Brendan Marion, when you talk about the biggest feather in his cap, yeah, you can mention the go-go offense. But really, I think he's most known and most celebrated for what he was able to do with Jordan Addison in his first year with him, his only year with him, him winning the Belitnikov, right? When you ask me about Chris Jackson, I'm going to say his biggest feather in his cap is the development and changing the narrative around Christian Kirk. Because coming into this season as a free agent, after spending four years with the Arizona Cardinals, Christian Kirk signed a four-year, $72 million deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I remember it trended on Twitter. People thought it was such a bad deal. People were saying this was one of the worst free agent deals ever. We were talking about it in all of our group chats. Like, what has Christian Kirk ever done to be worth 18 million a year. He never even had a thousand yard season, right? And he was at like an afterthought with the Arizona Cardinals. After a season where he set career highs in catches, yards, and touchdowns, nobody is questioning Christian Kirk's contract, right? After a season where he had 80 catches for 1,100 yards, nobody's questioning whether he's worth 18 million a year. In one season, Chris Jackson changed the narrative around Christian Kirk. And to me, that's the biggest feather in his cap right now. One of the reasons I'm excited about having him at the 40 acres. And then when you look at Zay Jones in his seventh season in the NFL, he had never been looked at as more than like a spot playmaker, somebody that can make a big play in a game, but you didn't expect consistency from Zay Jones at the wide receiver position. He turned into a legit wide receiver too this year for the Jacksonville Jaguars and had career highs in catches and yards. Right. And so you have to give Chris Jackson credit for what this Jacksonville team was able to do, especially at the wide receiver position with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones really unarguably having their best years, right? From an on-field development perspective, Chris Jackson has checked that box. Like I said, he has not worked in the college ranks yet, right? So recruiting is a question mark, right? The next time that he recruits at the college level will be the first time he recruits at the college level. But I think if the University of Texas wins football games and they win football games showcasing their receivers, meaning the receivers are the reason that they're winning football games, I think half of that recruitment will take care of itself, right? I think receivers will want to come to the University of Texas, especially if they continue to recruit the quarterback position the way that they're recruiting it right now. Another thing that will help Chris Jackson is that he has a long-standing relationship 
with margin hooks, right? The, the very well-known, well-renowned wide receiver coach and trainer in the DFW area. He has a longstanding relationship with Chris Jackson for their time together in the arena football days. And I have to say, like, I'm not even, I don't watch arena football. I don't know much about arena football, but like when I look at Chris Jackson's stats, a hundred, I mean, a thousand catches, 13,000 yards and 325 touchdowns. Is that normal in arena ball? Like, cause I've never even heard of him. Is he like the goat? Is he like the Jerry Rice of arena ball? We're talking 325 touchdowns. Like that's crazy. I, I don't know. And he's, is he just like another guy? Like, is, is that normal? People just score 300 touchdowns in the arena football league. No, no biggie. No question. I guess. Right. But either way, they have that relationship. And when you look at margin hooks tracks record, it speaks for itself. Like I said, he's, he's worked with some of the top receivers in Texas. He's currently working with Isaiah Nayor coming off of that torn ACL and the last four recruiting cycles, including 2024, margin hooks has trained the top receiver in the state of texas in each recruiting cycle 2024 micah hudson 2023 texas signee john Tay cook 2022 evan stewart 2021 jojo earl all coached and trained by margin hooks so that should help the university of texas and that should help chris jackson with his relationships and recruiting for the university of texas before we had announced that chris jackson was the wide receiver coach but when brennan marion took the job at unlv I had set aside some priorities and some things that I wanted to see from the next wide receiver coach this year and moving forward. Now that we know that Chris Jackson will be the next wide receiver coach, these are my priorities for him in 2023 and beyond. The first thing is which version of Xavier Worthy will we see this year? Will we see the Xavier Worthy that broke on the scene his freshman year, should have had a thousand yards if Texas would have made it to a bowl game? which led him to being on the Bolitnikoff award watch list coming into the season this year, looked like one of the best receivers in the country, or will we get sophomore slump? Looks like he's checked out Xavier worthy that we saw this year, right? I think it's on Chris Jackson, his biggest priority to get the most out of Xavier worthy this year and return him to looking like one of the best receivers in the country too. I think we need to see fringe wide receiver two slash wide receiver one production from AD Mitchell this year. I don't think AD Mitchell transferred to the University of Texas just to be a situational playmaker, right? I think he believes he can be the best receiver on this team. He's shown it in the biggest moments, in the biggest games. Can you get a full season of legit wide receiver two slash wide receiver one production from AD Mitchell? Jordan Whittington last year had his best season under Brennan Marion. Can you continue that this season with Jordan Whittington with him coming back and improve? Not just, you know, do what he did last year, but can you improve on that? Because we know that he is a playmaker, and if he's used consistently, it's somebody that's definitely going to be an asset for this Texas offense. Isaiah Nayor coming off of a torn ACL. I don't expect him to have a huge year, but the last time we saw him on the field, he was averaging 20 yards a catch. How much can you get out of Isaiah Nayor coming off of a torn ACL as wide receiver three or four in this offense? And then you have five players who I don't expect to be consistent cogs in this offense just because of all the talent and the, the playmakers that you got to get the ball to but when they get in the game and when they're called upon can they pop can they make splash plays brennan thompson savion red jonte cook ryan niblet and deandre moore as of right now i don't see them being consistent parts of the offense week in and week out but when they get in the game and when they're called upon can they make splash plays and then last but not least like i said the next time he recruits at the college level will be the first time he recruits at the college level so can you maintain 
the elite level of recruiting that is going on right te- at Texas right now in the wide receiver room, right? Where they brought in three top 100 recruits in the wide receiver room last year. And then you can you continue to develop those receivers, not just bring them into the University of Texas, but have them living up to their billing when they get to the 40 acres. Love this hire. Love what he was able to do with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. And I'm very excited what he'll be able to do at the University of Texas this year and moving forward. We're talking Texas men's basketball next. After a quick word from FanDuel, the NFL playoffs are here and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. That's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. So join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on because FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So when we talk about the Texas men's basketball team, they continue to roll. Like I said, a 14-point win against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, in the Moody Center last night. And one thing that Jason Jordan has said on this podcast that I want to continue to echo, as long as it's true, is that Rodney Terry is killing the interview right now, right? We don't know what's going to happen at the season. I don't know how much consideration Rodney Terry will get to be the full-time, you know, moving forward head coach of the Texas men's basketball team. But he is in a very long interview process right now that will last until the end of the season until the Texas men's basketball team loses in the tournament or wins it all, right? And so far, he is killing it in the interview, right? If I told you before the season that eight games in the conference play, Texas would be tied for first in the conference, you would consider the season a success thus far. That's currently where they are. If I told you before the season that eight games in the conference play, this Texas men's basketball team would be ranked higher than Kansas the defending national champions and Baylor, the champions from the year prior, you would consider that a success. That's currently where this Texas men's basketball team is. Rodney Terry is killing the interview as the acting Texas men's basketball head coach. Right. And when you look at what they were able to do last night, to me, this is when this Texas basketball team is at their best, right? Because they were able to stifle, the Oklahoma State Cowboys defensively while also being very efficient on offense themselves. So I think they held the Oklahoma State Cowboys to 43% shooting from the field, 31% from the three-point line, and then 75% from the free throw line, right? Those aren't great shooting splits. It's hard to win a game when the defense is holding you to that low percentages in all three of those realms, right? And then free throws, you just got to make more than 70% of your free throws as a team. When you looked at the Texas men's basketball team, as a team, they shot 51% from the field. As a team, they shot over 60% from the three-point line. And as a team, they shot 85% from the free throw line, right? That'll win you a lot of games. And like I said, this is when this Texas men's team is at their best. When they're scoring efficiently on offense and they're not bogged down and they're playing with that intensity and talent level that they can, you know, grit level that they can on defense, right? Just effort, right? Getting in your face and, and making it tough for you. And then when you look from an individual standpoint, 
Marcus Carr, right? We know that he specializes in taking specializes in taking bad shots sometimes, right? He had 21 points on 11 shots. That's really good, right? You had Timmy Allen with, I think, 17 points on eight shots. You had Brock Cunningham coming off the bench with 15 points on six shots, going three for three from the three-point line. So this Texas men's basketball team looks really good, and Ronnie Terry is killing the interview. And I can't say that Ronnie Terry has a bad loss, right, in his two losses, right? You would say that the worst loss for this Texas basketball team this year came under Chris Beard, losing to a six-loss Illinois team. That was ranked at the time, but they haven't been great since, right? Ronnie Terry lost to a Kansas State team who is currently ranked fifth in the country. They just lost to Iowa State on the road last night. And then he lost to Iowa State, right? Those are the two teams that are tied with Texas right now for first in the Big 12. And one of those games you lost in a tough road environment in Ames, Iowa, at Iowa State, where Kansas State just lost last night. I can't say that Ronnie Terry has suffered a bad loss yet. And after the Iowa State game, they were able to bounce back against teams they definitely should beat. So I'm not giving them too much credit for it. But the great teams on every level in every sport win the games they're supposed to win. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They beat a West Virginia team on the road. And then they came back and beat this Oklahoma State Cowboy team in Austin, Texas, in the Moody Center. And next Tuesday, we're going to know a lot more about this basketball team than we know right now. Because, like I said, the last two games, you beat some teams that you should have beat. The next two games are against some really, really talented teams, right? This game on Saturday, the Big 12 SEC champion or Big 12 SEC kind of whatever it's called, right? college basketball. They're facing off against Tennessee, right? And our longtime beloved head coach, Rick Barnes. It's going to be a really good matchup in Knoxville. Texas won, Texas won the first version of it last year uh, in Austin with Chris Beard against Rick Barnes and the Tennessee Volunteers. So it's going to be an exciting matchup, uh, exciting rematch on Saturday against Tennessee in Knoxville. And it's a little sentimental for me because that was the first sporting event I covered when I took over Locked On Longhorns last year was that UT Tennessee basketball game. So uh, it's going to be a little sentimental for me watching it on Saturday, knowing I'm coming up on a year of doing this podcast. And then on Monday, a very talented Baylor team who I think just beat Kansas by double digits the other day travels to the Moody Center. So you're going to have to face off on uh, Monday against Baylor after facing off on Tennessee against Tennessee on the road. Um, in Tennessee on Saturday. So like I said, next Tuesday, we'll know a lot more about this basketball team than we do right now going against two really tough ranked opponents. But like I said, thus far, this Texas men's basketball team looks amazing. And thus far, eight games in the conference play, Rodney Terry is killing the interview. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day love the chris jackson hire can't wait to see the production from the receivers at the 40 acres this year hook them and peace